Good morning, everybody, and uh, happy Mother's Day to all mommies out here today. It's good to have you with us today, and we're taking a break from the 12, that series on the 12. We're going to be looking at Andrew next week, but uh, today we are dealing with Mother's Day. We're going to be talking about Mother's Day. I want to talk about six ways to love your mom. You know, the Bible appreciates, it appreciates motherhood. It, it lifts motherhood up. Let me give you a uh, three reasons why. First, moms are a powerful influence. Uh, I've heard this, the phrase, behind every successful man there is a strong woman. And that's usually associated with wives and nothing against wives. I happen to have one. I'm, that's, and that's, there's some truth in that. But more often than not, it's the mother that's behind this person that makes both men and women successful. In Proverbs 31, you know, the, 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 the passage about being a virtuous woman, uh, it lists all these things there. And, and besides, uh, what a good woman or a good mother is, is described there, it also talks about things like purity and justice and self-discipline and mercy. And who is it written by? It's written by a king, King Lemuel. And it's also, he happens to be the son that uh, takes his mother's direction. And look at this passage here. It says, The sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle, uh, an oracle, his mother taught him. And that's how Proverbs 31 begins. And then he begins to list all this advice and all this teaching that his mother gave him. And whether you're a king or whether you're a mechanic, it doesn't matter, or whether you're wor- you work at home or, or you're working in an office, it's the mother's teaching that sticks with us. And has a lot to do with building our character that God uses this, this person, this mother, this gift of ours. Uh, I think out in the foyer, uh, there's a big heart with some buttons on it and says, moms are like buttons. They hold us together. And I was watching yesterday. Uh, we went to, um, Fazoli's for a Mother's Day, a pre-Mother's Day celebration with Denise. And I watched my two boys and my daughter-in-laws interacting while the grandkids are just taking over and running business off for Fazoli's, you know, in the, in playing and doing all, and I'm watching the unique connection between my sons, uh, and Denise. And it just reminded me of my own connection I have with my mother. And I thought, you know, after I'm gone, because uh, usually the guy is the first to go, I'm not, you know, that's probably going to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm happy and thrilled to see the connection and just how they were around uh, Denise talking and laughing and reminiscing and still learning. Powerful influence a mother can have. Uh, she, does, she is the hand that rocks the cradle of the world. Paul recognized this when you look at this passage on your notes and up here on the screen when he's talking to Timothy. Notice he says, I'm reminded of your authentic faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. I'm sure that this faith is also inside you. Here's the Apostle Paul saying to Timothy, I've met your grandmother. I've met your mom. And I know the kind of faith they have. And you know, I noticed something about you, Timothy. You have the same kind of faith. You don't have their faith. You don't have like their, in other words, you know, the goal of parents, a spiritual parent, is not that they have our faith, but they have faith in God that's like our faith, correct? And that's exactly what's, he says, I'm just so thrilled to see that. And that's how, especially if you have a mother that's a believer in Christ, 
that is such a blessing in your life and count it as a blessing, not as a, as a burden. Number two, here's another reason why, you know, the Bible lifts up mothers and that's why moms are loved and honored by God. God lifts them up. He, he emphasizes motherhood throughout the Bible. You know, usually we compare God to a man or the father and we hear that a lot. Well, you know, our father who art in heaven and we hear these kinds of things that God is referred to as a father. But did you know that God is also referred to as a mother? In fact, he refers to himself as a mother. He compares and honors himself to a mother. Look what he says here through the prophet Isaiah as he's talking to uh, his people in Israel. He says, he said, God says, is it possible for a mother, however disappointed, however hurt, to forget her nursing child? Can she feel nothing for the baby she cared in birth? Even if she could, I, God, will never forget you. Jesus would stand, would sit or kneel over the city of Jerusalem. I remember hearing a sermon a long time ago by David Powers called, Who Cries Over Your City? And he challenged us as Christians to go find the highest place over whatever town you are and pray like Jesus over your city and cry over your city. And what does Jesus say as he's praying over Jerusalem? He says, Oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, you who stoned the prophets. Oh, how I long to gather you like a mother hen gathers her chicks. He said that I feel the same way. I identify with a mother and he honors a mother. God honors that, honors moms. Uh, and the third reason I think that the Bible lifts it up is that we notice is moms are to be revered by me. Again, Leviticus 19. Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father. In Exodus 20, one of the Ten Commandments, the Bible says, you must honor and respect your father and your mother. It's that important that it makes the top ten commandments that God wants Moses to write down. Treat your mother. Treat your mother with love. Honor her. Revere her. And that's what I want to do. I want to talk a little bit about six ways we can do this. Because a lot of people say, well, how do we do this? Well, there's lots of ways. I've, I've got six I want to share with you this morning. The first one is, I love my mom with the words I say. Is it me? Or, I just am amazed at, at how children talk to their moms these days. You notice that? I'll be at Walmart or a drive through or at a amusement park or wherever. Uh, at a park, I listened, I over, you know, I'm like, many of us here were like that fly on the wall and we listen and overhear how kids are talking to their moms. It's amazingly how rude they can be. Oh, mom, come on, mom. But I've learned something else that it isn't just for children. As we age, even adult children can be pretty disrespectful to their mother. I heard a uh-huh. Am I right about that? Yeah, we treat, we, as we, especially as we age, we, I notice the tone in their voice that they're short and sometimes condescending to their mother. Well, the Bible addresses that. Look what the Bible says. Don't curse your father. By the way, I can tell you, I didn't have to have the Bible tell me that. Every time I got a little sarcastic of my dad, I got the belt. So I know that's true. But notice it says, don't curse your father, but, or fail to bless your mother. What does that mean by bless? That means to honor her. Yeah. Respect her. To say kind things to her. 
And look what it says in Proverbs 20, 20. If a man curses his father, or, if a man curses his father or mother, his lamp will be snuffed out in pitch darkness. What's he talking about? Well, if you've ever been in a cave and they turn the lights off suddenly, it's like, oh my, we're in trouble. Well, light and li- light is associated with life. He's saying here, man, a person who curses his father and mother with their mouth, it's almost as if they're gonna, they're gonna have a tragic life in darkness. You know, the three most powerful words on earth we know are, I love you, right? We know that's true. But there's some other powerful ways we can say we love, uh, we love our mothers. Like one word, it's real powerful. The word please. Sometimes we just need to say please. You say, you know, we always teach in our kids. I always wonder sometimes when I've, when I was teaching my kids, what do you say? I remember mom one time, you know, what do you say? Is this it? <laughs> you know, you don't say that. You know, uh, what do you say? Thank you. And there's times I've thought to myself, you know, and I'm telling my boys, you know, what do you say? Thank you. And my mom's going, "Um, mm-hmm. and what do you say? You make sure you say thank you and please too, Tim. We never can outgrow these words because they do express love to our mother. Sometimes the three words, another, maybe the second most, pe- uh, most powerful words we can say to our mother is, I was wrong. I messed up. And, 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 and there's another, two words that are extremely powerful that I, I've found to be true. Um, I'm sorry. And there's other ones. There's other phrases like, tell me more. When's the last time you told your mother, tell me more about that? Or we want her to hurry up and get through that story that we've heard a hundred times. You know, just these, these are the little ways that we can, that we can express our love and respect to our mother. Sometimes we ought to ask her, so what would you do with this, mom? What do I do now? Especially as they've gotten older. You say, well, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to learn anything from my mother. I don't want to, I don't, listen, the Bible doesn't say, do not fail to bless your godly mother. It doesn't say that. Don't fail to bless your mother that lets you stay up later than normal. Or your mother that's sober. Amen. No, it's saying, you know, you bless her because she's your mother. And sometimes... We can express I love you in so many other words besides that. You say, well, it's hard for me to say I love you. You know what? Maybe there's other ways you can say it then. Because the Bible encourages us to do that. We love our mom with the words we say. Here's a second one. I love my mom by listening to her. Usually when we're thinking about ways to express our love, we think about that five love languages. Right? Let's see. Words of affirmation. We just talked about that. Touch. Gifts. I asked some, I asked uh, some kids this morning. I said, did you, I asked Sophie, I said, I, what'd you do for your mom for Mother's Day? Put her on the spot. She goes, I got her a gift. Oh, that's awesome. Gifts are good. I gotta admit, always good. Um, let's see, quality time and acts of service. Those are the five love languages. 
And they do a great job of communicating. They're great ways to communicate love. Can I give you a sixth one I like to offer before you? And that's listen. Just listen. Now this, uh, I need to hear this. So if you want to tag along and learn with me here. <laughs> we, as I've got, I'm a talker. And I interrupt people, including my mother. And she's so nice. She sits there and lets me talk and, and stops talking mid-sentence to hear whatever I'm talking about and waits for that breath so she can get back in. Yeah. But it does. Listening is a great way to communicate love just by listening to her. Look what the Bible says here in Proverbs 1.8. My son, listen to your father when he corrects you and don't ignore what your mother teaches you. Like I said before, mom doesn't have to be perfect to learn from her. Good or bad, we can learn some things. You don't know my mother. You go with that excuse then. You keep working on that and see if you can make sense out of that because the Bible doesn't give us that privilege. See, moms can teach us a whole lot about life. Listen, especially as they get older. Sometimes even... Moms that have not done such a great job, they've learned from so many mistakes and they don't want us to repeat them. And the Bible says don't ignore what your mother teaches. In other words, you really listen. I heard her. Yeah, but did you listen? Are we listening? And again, I want to say, especially if they're a believer in Christ, if they're a believer, oh, we really need to listen because they've got a wellspring of... of, of, uh, Great direction there and counsel. You know, listening to your mother speaks volumes. You're actually saying it louder than your words when you're saying you love her. Billy Graham, uh, in his last book, um, talks about this a little bit. He says that we live in a throwaway society. Why is that? You know, we just, we just pitch stuff as soon as we can and we get something new. Goes, but then one time he was at a at a drive-in restaurant where they had a bunch of cars parked, and there was a brand new Thunderbird, and just two spaces away there was a a, a classic Thunderbird from the fifties. He goes, and guess where everybody was, where they gathered around the classic, and he said what he learned was as things get older they become more valuable, and it's true with moms. They're much more valuable as they age. And when you listen to her, you're saying you matter. You're affirming her value. You're worth hearing. You count, Mom. You matter to me. So that's a great way. And maybe that's something you could do today. One of the gifts you could give your mother is a listening ear. Number three, and I know some moms in the crowd are going, yeah. Okay, number three. <laughs> I love my mom by being patient. Oh boy. Here we go. You know, I was looking, I, I was praying through 1 Corinthians 13 last weekend and the weekend before. I've been just looking at this passage and praying through it because I want my love to be as close to what the Bible defines as love. It is the classic definition of love. 1 Corinthians 13. It's got all those love is this, love is this. Look what it, what the first thing it says love is. It says love is patience. You ever needed more patience with people? More patience with your kids? Friends? Coworker? Mom? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need more. We, we need more. What is it we need? More patience. No, you know what we need? More love. We really need more love. And by having more love, then we can have more patience. And this is, again, I can't say it enough because I are now a senior citizen. And as we are aging, my mother's 90. And as we've been aging together, you know, tonight or this afternoon, we're going to hit the Golden Corral. And she told me a little secret I'm going to pass on to you. She said, down there in Sierra Vista, we go in the afternoon, early afternoon, about 30 minutes before they jack the prices up for dinner. And then we get in there and we pay our little senior citizen discount. And then we're eating a little bit. And then they bring the steak out and we go get some steak. And I go, Mom, that's brilliant. I like that. And I said, how's that restaurant doing at Sierra Vista? Well, it's out of business. I wonder why. It was COVID. But, but, you know, but, but I thought to myself, we're going to, we're going to get our senior citizens discount together for the first time. It's really crazy. I signed up for Medicare. I said, Mom, I'm getting Medicare. I know. It's just, I never thought I'd see this day. You're excited? I'm not. But I've noticed, especially as we age, and I can say I'm very blessed to have a mom that's doesn't get on my nerves. I know some of you do. My mom and I are very much, very much alike. So if we disappoint each other, it's devastating. All right? Because it's like, you know, you're disappointing yourself. But I know some of you have some moms because Mom's Day, Mother's Day, let's face it, isn't isn't. All that cool sometimes. I was talking to someone who experiences a birthday and Mother's Day for the first time on the same week. And she lost her mother. She goes, Tim, it's really tough. I've got my birthday, but I'm my, and here comes Mother's Day and mom's, mom's not here. Or maybe it's been a tough thing. Maybe it's been a tough relationship. Or your mother's not doing too hot. Or she's really getting, you know, I, she's the kind of person that gets on your nerves a little bit. What do I do? And what do we do with this? Well, I know whenever it happens, whenever my patience is, when my mom tests my patience, all I got to do is think about how many times she's been patient with me. That's all I got to do. Ever since I was born, you know, I'm dirty in diapers and she keeps working on me. I'm spilling stuff and breaking stuff and she's still hanging in there and hasn't sold me yet. She's kept me. I'm not taking you back to the hospital. This item is flawed. I want it returned. Return it. None of that's going on. And then, and, and, and if I get through that, and by the way, my mother grew up, or grew up, I grew up in a home. My mother took care of three boys and her husband. And we all lived like pigs. We were pigs to her. We, she picked up stuff all the time. She's always telling us to turn lights off. She's always dealing with stuff. Now, she figured out a system. She had, she, you have to when you've got that many men in the house and you're, you know, you're outnumbered. And, and it worked. But I just think about how patient she was through my ugly duckling junior high years and my high school years. I don't want to drive that. I want to drive something cool. I don't want to wear that. You're going to, I need you to do this for me. I'm not wanting to, I don't want to, you want me to do what? I don't want to do that. I'm cool now. You know, I, I, I think about times when I'm raising my boys and I'm do, making some of the same mistakes that she, she would say your dad was making. And I, and, but she would sit there 
You should think it. Oh, you're making a big mistake, son. But you know, it's okay. I, I, I got lots of faith in you. And she just hangs in there and hangs in there. And even now, as we share our senior moments together, you get a couple, get a mother and a son together that have senior moments where they forget stories. That's a hoot. I was going to say something. Yeah, it was too. What was it? I don't know. Let's move on. But even in my senior moments, my mother's still being patient with me. You forgot this or you're, 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 you misplaced this or you're, that, that story is not true. You didn't quite get that right, which is a lot. So that, that I understand it. She keeps tolerating. And I noticed this whole time she's been tolerating my emotional moments. Maybe my ha- a habit or two, or my ignorance, or pride, or some of my choices, or some of my views. Mom, I believe this. You know, we're here. We are in the seventies. Mom, I think we ought to legalize pot. You know, one eye's beginning to pop out a little bit. Really, I don't think that's a good idea. I think I should be able to stay out all night. Really. Dad, can I get a little help? And he comes in and... I'm not staying out all night. But I noticed that she's been putting up... She's she's done it for, for years and will continue to do that. And I just think that, you know... And, and what does that toleration mean? You know, today the word toleration has got a different meaning, folks. We're called to tolerate. It means we're to embrace the differences. It can't be toleration... If I agree with everything, think about it. The word tolerate means to put up with something you're having a problem with. So it just destroys the definition. And so, you know, so what are you trying to say to him? I'm saying today toleration is all about you must accept me and embrace me and accept everything I do and have no problems with it. When Toleration means I accept you as a person. I don't have to accept your views or, be, or, or your behavior. You see the difference? And that's what patience does. It tolerates things. It tolerates poor choices and bad habits, but accepts the person. She would say to me, and she still says to me, no, nothing will ever change that you're my son. Now, sometimes when parents say that, they're like, you know, but no, she, but she means it in a positive way. And this, that's how I feel about my sons. No matter what they do, they're still my sons. And I'm, but I may disagree with a few things they do. But I'll be patient with them. So, so loving our mothers sometimes, we have to be patient. Patience goes both ways. We have to be patient with them. Because sometimes they do some things or say some things that just don't make sense to us. Which kind of leads me to that fourth thing, and that is, uh, I love my mom by forgiving her. Now, um, the Bible says this about love. Look what it says. This is the one. That, uh, there's a couple of passages there, or a couple of sites. Love is not self-seeking. Ooh, that one really uh, convicts me. And then this one. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Like I said before, Mother's Day can be such a mixed bag for people. And maybe maybe mom is is gone. She's no longer alive, or maybe she's been difficult. I know I know this. No mother is perfect, and even if you and you might have someone that's practically perfect in every way. You might have a Mary Poppins, 
And, and, and if you do, the rest of us, some of us here are going, well, I wish I could. I don't have Mary Poppins as a mom. I have a Mary, Mary, quite contrary mom. And she's difficult to deal with, difficult to understand. And we butt heads, you know, and, and I understand that. And, so, and by the way, you know, sometimes we'll say this. We've said this over the years. I'm sure I'm not the only person that said this. Mom, you know, you're always you're unfair. You know, you're nosy. Maybe you've said something like that. Or maybe, uh, uh, you know, uh, she's so opinionated. She's so nosy. She's, she's so vocal about th- things. And, or sometimes she's so harsh. Well, just remember when you're saying all that to remember. And she also is a human being. She's going to have flaws because nobody is perfect. We all have, uh, our, our thing. Um, it's hard for children to see their mothers as human beings. You ever thought about that? It's so hard for mom, these kids to go, well, you're a person too. I thought you were a short order cook, a seamstress, a dishwasher, you know, all this stuff. I've never thought of you as a person. I'll never forget. First time I started realizing mom is a person. She's not my short order cook. She's not my problem solver only. She's a person. She has feelings like anybody else. And she she has opinions. She has dreams. She can be hurt. She has needs. And just like me, she's got her own stuff. She can be blind. She can have a blind spot just like, just like me. She can have flaws just like me. And she can make mistakes. Why, my goodness, is my mom a sinner too? And I realized that, wow, not to rub it in, but to realize just, okay, she's going to make mistakes. And and by the way, my mother used to, she would tell me, I don't know how he's able to get what we got done with with what, what we had. Tim, I, we, I remember one time she said to me, Tim, we just lived. We just didn't, we, we weren't, we didn't have all the books today and all the help today that parents can have. There was no Google. There was no way to Google, how do I control this child? And, and Siri comes back with, I do not know either. And, you know, that's just frustrating. But, you know, it's just a, she, she's, I'm just, like I say, under the circumstances, I'm amazed at what she was able to do. And sometimes mom is going to disappoint you. My mother has disappointed me more than once. And you probably say, oh, I can think of gobs of times. My mother's disappointed me. Absolutely. Because why? Because she is a human being. And the thing is, there's no one in our lives that's perfect. We're constantly being disappointed and disappointing to others. That's, that's just a gimme. And so it's so important if I don't deal with these disappointments, these unmet needs or these moments where we go, I don't know what happened there. If I don't deal with them, if I don't address them with forgiveness, it leads to resentment and bitterness. And I know some of you here might have some of this going on even after your mother's passed away. Now, what do I do about that? Well, the Bible says, keep no records of wrongs. How do I do that? I wipe the slate clean. How is that done? By just forgiving and moving on. And again, I think, of, by the way, I, 
if I were to count how many times my mother's disappointed me versus how many times I've disappointed her, I don't, I think she's going to have a shorter list between me and her. I just think of a lot of times I'm, I know I've disappointed her with choices and words and behavior and, and, uh, habits and things. So we wiped the slate clean. And it was, by the way, and some of you know the story that happened with my mother and I. We had, I had a fallout with, I had a falling out with her. She moved to Arizona. She got married again and I wasn't happy about it. And we're gonna, air, we're airing our laundry here and she's heard this story maybe through a recording, but maybe not face to face. And I remember I was bothered with her. And I remember going, I don't know what to do. You know, she moves away. She's doing her thing. I'm, I continue to do mine. And we're miserable. We are miserable. I'm telling you, it was hard to preach. It was hard to pray. It was hard to do anything. when Because me and mom, who've been so tight since day one, we used to sing church songs together on Sunday afternoon while my friends were going cruising up and down Albion. I'm staying home singing church songs with my mom. So we're very tight. We prayed together. We're very tight. We studied the Bible together. Very tight. I got to baptize her. Very tight. And then she does this. What's wrong with you, mom? I've had it. And it's about a year we're going into this thing. And I'm at Bone Gap seeing my mother-in-law, who I dearly loved. And Charles Stanley is on the TV uh, in Touch Ministries, and he's talking in that Georgian, I love that southern accent. He's got baritone voice. He goes, today I want to talk to you about how to love your mother. And he begins to talk, and he gets to forgive. Forgive your mother. My mother is 90-some years old, and, and I still have to forgive her, you know. And your mother, and at this very point, and I'm going, oh, I'm a jerk. I get on my phone, I start texting. Mom, I'm very sorry. I messed up. I screwed up, you know. You're my mother. You're still the hero of my life. And I'm the, and I text this to her and I send it. And it's on a Sunday on the heels of Charles Stanley. And I send it. And my mother says, I, my phone goes off and I'm in church and I'm reading this and, and we call each other. I'm so sorry. And you know what's so cool about it was? It was, it was, we, I was sorry and forgiveness and restoration took place. And we, so, How's it been going? And we start talking like we like it never happened. That can happen. It really can. That's the power of forgiveness. And if your mother's if your mother's forgiveness isn't enough, just remember how much God forgives you. And that will motivate you as well. Look at the Bible says here, don't be angry with each other. I wanted to do the Tim Gill version. Don't be angry with your mom, but forgive her. And if you feel someone is wrong to you, like your mom, forgive her. Forgive your mom and others because the Lord forgave you and your mom. I mean, if God forgave her, why can't I? If God forgave me, why can't I? You see, and if you want to give something to your mother again, maybe on Mother's Day, maybe you need to call, make a call or a text and say, forgive me. Number five, that was a tough topic, wasn't it? A little tough point. Number five, I love my mom by getting along with the rest of her kids. <laughs> this is a big one. I've seen this. 
many times. I've experienced this many times. Uh, look what it says here in, in Proverbs 23. May your father and mother be glad. May she who gave you birth rejoice. Well, one of the ways she can rejoice is when she sees you getting along with the other kids she gave birth to. Um, there's nothing I can think of that's greater that makes mom just beam with joy than when she sees her children playing together and getting along. Am I right, moms? Yeah, because when they start arguing and fighting, don't you want to grab the butcher knife? I'm sorry, you want to grab... <laughs> you grab something. Some of you went, that's a good idea. No, no. But you, I've, watched, I've watched moms are going, oh man, you're driving me crazy. Stop the fighting. Dad used to grab us by the head and bonk us together. Stop arguing. I said, we weren't even arguing. We were just talking about something. We had the reputation so bad for arguing and I had bumps on my head all the time. And we got to where we'd sign. <laughs> because we did, we'd read us. Because if just talking to one another, we had the reputation of arguing. There's nothing that discourages mom more than when we're getting into it with each other. I had a mom say this to me one time, and I've said it a billion times, and I'm going to say it again. She said, Tim, when you get my kids, you get me. What do you mean? What I mean is, if you love my kids... You love me. Why? I've said, I know why. When I play and I love my boys, my wife just beams. Why? Because I'm loving part of her. And my mother and I, and my mother, one time had to get between my older brother and I. We were adults. And I was talking about the Bible. And I was being a little obnoxious. Okay, I was a lot obnoxious. And, and my brother got into, we were getting into it. And she had to get, stop this. Between two grown men, about ready to have blows, it it hurts mom to see that. But oh, she gets excited when they get along. It just makes her so glad that she had more than one child. You want to give your mother something this Mother's Day? Give her some peace with the rest of the kids, and she will go. I don't need a card. I don't need a photo. This is great. It's wonderful. Number six, I love my mom by loving the Lord. You know, uh, Luke 2, uh, or Luke, yeah, Luke 2, Jesus is 12 years old, and uh, the family's together, and they've been at the temple, and now their family's leaving, they're going home, and Joseph is looking at Mary and says, so where's Jesus at? I thought he was with you. He's not with me. I thought he was with you. Well, it wasn't my day to watch him. You were supposed to. You could just see the, the tension. Well, so they, it says they made a careful search of family and friends. They went around and say, is he with you? Is he there at your house? Is he over here? Is he there? No, I haven't seen him all day. Then it says after three days, Jesus has been this. I've, listen, I've had my children missing for three hours and it drove me nuts. But three days, can you imagine that? Some of you may. Three days, he's, they, they finally go back to the temple. Like, well, let's just retrace our steps. They get to the temple, and there he is talking with all the elders of the city, and he's answering questions and asking questions, and they're like, like he's like, it's nothing. Like he's not even looking for us. Here comes Mary. Mom, it says, comes up and goes, what are you doing? Don't you know we've been looking for you all this time? He goes, but mom, says, don't you know I need to be in my father's house? You of all mothers know why I'm here. Look what the Bible says. 
as they're heading home, the Bible says, and when they went down to Nazareth, uh, when he did, when Jesus did with them, he was obedient to them. In other words, Jesus was a compliant child. He did what he was told. Great to see, huh? But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Treasured what? What was she treasuring? What do moms treasure? What do parents treasure? Whether you're a dad or a mom. Let's face it. When we see our, and by the way, the next verse says, and Jesus grew in stature and, in, and, and uh, in favor with the Lord. That's what follows that verse. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, what do mothers get excited about? And I wa- I've been watching mothers, uh, soccer moms. Kick it, kick it, kick it. Ah, they score. They're excited. That excites them. You know, or uh, we had a dance recital and we're at rehearsal and I'm watching Brian watching Carmody and, and doing the dance. And, and she's like, just beaming, you know, uh, uh, when your child starts taking its first steps, oh, like the paparazzi yeah, or they their first birthday cake. There's giggles and so proud when they Get a good grade. Am I right, moms? These are things that excite moms. First steps. You know, they, they start going to school. It's a bittersweet time. Right now we're getting ready to go to camp and some, some moms are, oh, are they going to stay in a cabin? And man, I'm excited. They're growing up. They're using bigger words. They're doing cool things. They, you know, they, they look like a young woman. You know, we, and we see them, they get their driver's license and they start, they start having friends and music and they start dressing and, and, you know, they start wearing, wearing whatever they want. They can, they start, some of them, uh, the boys in particular, are starting to shave. Oh my goodness, he's a, look now I've got, shaving, wow. <laughs> Mom, you know, but all this, then they, then they get married. Isn't it, it's just to me, there's a lot of thrilling moments in a wedding. One of those moments is when that mom of the bride stands up and she always, you know, she's sitting there and I'm sitting there going, you know, the doors are open. I'm going, she's going to get up. And, and she, and she stands and she goes, and every, what's everybody do? They all stand up too. Why? That's because what's happening is so cool and she beams. And then they have a grandbaby and they get to watch the grandkids. It's just exciting stuff. All these are great achievements. They get a job, a great paying job. It's a, a promotion, a raise, whatever. Great achievements. But I tell you, I can tell you there's no greater achievement than a mom when she knows her kids are going to be okay. And she sees them not just growing in stature and in responsibility, but their relationship and their favor with God grows. That is just nothing, nothing compares to it. I, how do I know that? Because I've talked to many moms who did not have that as a standard in their, in their, their family, did not do that till later in life, and they watched their kids struggle and go, man, I wish I'd have done Now I see how important this is. Oh my goodness. And then when they do see their adult child turn to the Lord, they're just overwhelmed with excitement and gratitude and the good kind of pride, not the bad kind. 
I want to say it again. If you want to, listen, you want to give your mom a real surprise, great gift, give your commitment to Jesus Christ. You rededicate yourself to the Lord today. It would be a, you know why that's so important? Again, I want to say it again. When you give yourself to the Lord, your mom knows you're going to be okay. She, and by the way, and the bonus is, as much as she loved being with you and then you got married and you moved, maybe moved away, ah, but we're going to be together for eternity and that is priceless. Let me read. I'm going to close here uh, on Mother's Day with a poem I've read before. It's called The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. <clears throat> Blessings on the hand of women. Angels guarded strength and grace in the palace, cottage, hovel. Oh, no matter where the place. Would that never storms assail it, rainbows ever gently curled, for the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Woman, how divine your mission here upon this natal sod. Keep, oh, keep the young heart open always to the breath of God. All true trophies of the ages are from mother love impearled for the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Blessings on the hand of women, fathers, sons, and daughters cry. And the sacred song is mingled with the worship in the sky. Mingles where no tempest darkens, rainbows evermore hurled. For the hand that rocks the cradle is that hand that rules the world. And may the hand of God this morning guide all of us here today to love our moms. You say, well, she's gone now. Well, love her by honoring her. Honor her. Remember her and honor her. And let, with every word you speak, church, every word you speak, son, every time you listen, daughter, show your love with patience. With the help of God's hand, forgive her. She's not perfect. And get along with the rest of her kids. And most of all, dedicate this life of yours to the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for moms. Thank you for their influence. Thank you for their faith. Thank you for the things they teach us. And Lord, help us love. Help us love our moms. And if we're so fortunate to have our mom with us today, let us love her with our words. Let us show respect by listening here, dominate in conversation. Father, we pray for patience. Let her patience, Father, remind us of the patience you want from us. Father, oh, we pray, we pray not only patience, but the, there's moments that we've been hurt that we can forgive and no longer miserable in the resentment and the bitterness. Father, um, we have a sibling that's hard to get along with. But would you help us love them because we love our mom, because we love you, that we can learn to be kind, at least kind and friendly, and not 
tend to turn to the dramatic. I know, Father, we pray that we'll also, most of all, that we, we just love you and whether we need to or not, many of us here, we want you to know, we want to reaffirm our loyalty to you. We love you very much. We are glad and so glad to follow you. And we pray you'll make us stronger, our faith stronger. And it will glorify you in such a special way. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.